Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, it's Rebel with AEW. And when I'm not with the doctor helping her dominate the women's division, you can find me on adfreeshows.com every other Sunday, hosting my personal happy hour, Rebel's Happy Hour. And I would love for you to join me. It's an hour long of drinking, laughing, a little Q&A, maybe some guest surprises, and just chatting about whatever's on your mind. I promise it's a good time. And yes, it is all face-to-face. So do it now, do it today. Sign up at adfreeshows.com and become a top guy. And tell him Rebel sent you. Mwah. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, Double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Well, here we sit. How was your Christmas? Man, it was fantastic. Uh, pretty pumped about uh, New Year's, which, uh, as everyone listens to this, was uh, last night. But uh, I'm more interested from your perspective. Uh, how was Christmas? What's the new year's plan as everybody's listening to this? What'd you do last night? Anything fun? I quit doing anything on uh new year's Eve other than maybe go to dinner. Uh, that's about it. When you quit drinking new year's Eve loses its luster. You know what I mean? Well, there's that, you know, and, uh, not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just a fact of life. Uh, Christmas was just the family, 
us here at home relaxing. Football got canceled that night, so there was no football on that night at all. Like my football, just like yourself, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and this year things are a little different for AEW. Of course, uh, normally you've got some sort of big time Friday night show, but we saw the Holiday Bash Part One last week, and your man Cody Rhodes became the TNT champion. I guess for the third time, right? Only one to pull that off. Yeah. And it was in Greensboro and it was great to be in front of the Greensboro crowd again. Uh, I have missed them immensely. A uh, lot of, lot of memories walking around backstage at that building too. It was a short drive up, short drive back, something very positive to, for Brock and I to talk about on the way home. It was, it was a good night. Very good night. And that night you got to see your old pal, David Crockett actually, uh, at the AEW event. And I think off air, uh, he got recognized and, uh, a big Crockett chant, man, that was pretty old school. Pretty cool. of Greensboro to show up and show out like that. Huh? Yeah. They're very respectful. They get it. There were a lot of new generation fans, a lot of old generation fans and, they gave Mr. Crockett a warm welcome. Uh, one negative note. Um, you know, we had Jimmy pass away not too long ago. Yeah. I guess Jackie, and I want to send this out. You know, the reason I'm doing this is to him. He's got staff in his leg, oh. which has gotten pretty serious. It's really handicapping him. He's not mobile. Uh, I guess they can't get it under control. It's just... Uh, Really, a really a serious deal. I just wanted to tell him, don't you dare give up. Do whatever you can do to get some activity. I know it's it's hard for him to walk. He walks on a, a walker. Uh, it's hard to get from the bed to his to his uh, easy chair, but that's about the extent of his activity. I want to suggest something to you, Jackie. If uh, anybody out there that knows him is. David's going to pass this on too, but check into getting one of those bikes that you sit, sit down on and the pedals are out in front of you. Recumbent bike is what you're thinking of. I think so. Thank you for that assist. That may be something that you can do and get some blood flowing and it could lead God knows where, but I'm worried about you. Uh, and thinking about you do what you can from your end to try to help yourself though, buddy. Get you through this thing. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea that was the case. We're definitely pulling for uh, Jackie Crockett. And most of the uh, listeners will recognize him as one of the old uh, NWA JCP slash WCW cameraman. Uh, any, any favorite Jackie memories you can share with us here on the show? Jackie was just awesome. He was one of the boys. You know, he was never perceived as being one of the office. He was just one of the guys that was always around cracking jokes and uh, enjoying the company and enjoying the business. And, uh, you know, he liked to drink a little bit, too, back in the day when we all did. So we shared a few beverages. Uh, Jackie was uh, really a lot of fun. Well, we're having a lot of fun here on the program. I can't believe it, but we're going to be wrapping up 1986 today. That's our uh, topic, December of 1986. And. You got started in Fayetteville, North Carolina at the Cumberland County Memorial arena, 
And, uh, what, you know, it, it was in the main event, which oddly enough is a 25 man bunkhouse stampede match where the winner supposedly wins $25,000 road warrior animal would uh, get his hand raised, uh, Barry Windham, Hawk, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Rick rude, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Wahoo McDaniel, Brad Armstrong, Dick Murdoch, big Bubba yourself, Manny Fernandez, crusher Khrushchev, Ivan Koloff. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, Baron Von Raschke, Jimmy Valiant, Jimmy Garvin, Bobby Jaggers, and Dutch Mantel were all a part of the match. That's a lot of talent. It's a lot of guys to include in your payroll. And honestly, I don't remember ever saying when one was over, damn, what a great match. what do you think of the bunkhouse stampede as a concept? It's like, uh, now that was just a fight all over the building, whatever, or was it like, a Battle Royal. Uh, to me, it feels like it's a fight all over, uh, but then you get thrown over like a battle Royal, but I don't know. Well, uh, I, I wasn't there. I don't remember how they did it on the house shows. Um, I'm trying to figure out and remember too. I, it had to be an over the top elimination with that many guys you would think, right? Yeah. And I can think this, this is what we did to combat having that many people in the ring because let's face it. Battle Royals suck, right? There's a rare one that's really, really good. Of course, the Royal Rumble is a separate entity because you feed guys down. You don't have them all in there from the beginning to to whatever. Um, I guess we would roll under the bottom rope and go out and fight around ringside and fight out in the crowd. Yeah, that makes sense to me, especially when, I, I mean, the rules at least where you guys could bring weapons and just wear what you got on, all that sort of thing. Uh, so I assume this means you're, you're wrestling in t-shirts and jeans and cowboy boots, and maybe you've got something kind of sharp in a wrist somewhere. And, uh, we're going to hit each other over the head with a few things and then hopefully throw somebody over the top rope. Well, I totally had the bright idea always of bringing a weight belt down there. Mm. Only problem was as soon as he took it off, somebody took it away from him and beat the piss out of all of us with it. So, yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, I never could get get through to him. Leave that in the back. Anything you don't want to be hit with, leave it in the back. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, next up, it's going to be December 2nd in Rock Hill, South Carolina. You're going to be pulling double duty here for a TV taping. In singles action, you'd pin Keith Patterson, uh, and then you would tag up with Tully to take on Randy Mulkey. And dang old Keith Patterson again, you drew him twice that night. Did he lose a bet? I can't imagine having to wrestle you twice in a night. Uh, count me out on that. You know, a gentleman like Keith Patterson would have taken an ass whipping for all the ass whippings that I took. He would be the shit runs downhill guy. Oh. I would think and doubling back to, uh, just real briefly animal needed to win another 25 grand. Really? Yeah. Like I mean, he wasn't making it enough. Come on. Uh, that's fine. Um, do you, I mean, obviously it was a long time ago. I mean, we were just trying to make sure we had the rules down, but when you got that many guys talking about the bunkhouse stampede in the same match, do you know, it's going to be a lousy payoff? I mean, back in this day, you are paid on the house or is it more based on, Hey man, here's what I normally get. And we've sort of established a bottom. So I'm going to get that sort of deal. Here is where the Crockett's were very smart and Ron Fuller was brilliant at different promoters that figured it out, got it. And they prevented 
situations like this. By this point in time, the crew was established and you were either a top guy, a middle guy, underneath guy. Tim Horner, who's to this day a friend of mine, would have been in the same match in the main event in that battle, whatever it was, Buckhouse Stampede, but he would have got an underneath payoff. Maybe a little better. The middle guys got what they normally got on a gut house, a middle payoff. And the top guys got a top payoff. That way, you made everybody happy. Nobody was making less than what they should have made in a normal situation when they were first match to fourth match or whatever it was. And then he took care of his top guys. Well, Lord bless them. It can't be easy to uh, keep guys, you know, that many guys happy all the time. Uh, you guys are going to uh, cruise over to December 3rd in Raleigh, North Carolina. It'll be Dorton arena. Once again, it's a 25 man bunkhouse stampede match. This time, big Bubba gets his hand raised on December 6th. It's back to Atlanta. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to do uh, a singles match here with Alan Martin. You get the win with a gourd buster two minutes and 19 seconds. We've talked a lot about the different recordings that you guys would do, whether it was a syndicated show or, or, or maybe it was the TBS show that was done in Atlanta. Did you have a preference, you know, as far as a fan, what did you like to watch more? Uh, the, the, the TV tapings happened in a real arena or studio tapings. Well, you know, the, my initial gut would say, okay, I like the, I like the house show TVs because there's more people, more reaction and all that. But you know, it's, the clarity of the of the promos that you got in the studio not having a couple of thousand people screaming at you in the background made it easier to do a promo. You didn't have all those people there for the match, which always makes the match better. It was really oranges and apples. Right. It really was. But it was established in the people's minds in our minds, and rightfully so, I think if you had three or four minutes on that 605 show, TBS, you were a star. You were a, star. Yeah. You were a superstar. And people got it. They understood it. You got it. You understood it. You knew how valuable that time was. So it went to a lot of households. And it was just pretty much just figuring out, you know, the value of what you were doing and where you were doing it. And it was like I said, fan reaction makes or breaks everything. And it was totally different from one to the other. Well, let's take a listen to that big time TBS show. As we said, uh, you're in singles action, getting a win with a gourd buster, but what do you know it? Rick Flair and yourself and the rest of the horsemen, they're out here cutting a promo. Let's take a listen. This is from December 6th, 1986. Well, hang on one second. User error. There we go. Starcade is completed. Still the world heavyweight champion. None other than nature boy, Ric Flair. Get a shot at this one time, boys. This is what all of them are wearing on Wall Street, daddy. Huh? Let's check this out one time. You know, Tony Schiavone, obviously, there's a lot of very intelligent people around this world that follow and watch and live day to day for professional wrestling. So I ask you, when I walk out here, there's obviously a clear cut difference between me 
and Dusty Rhodes, for instance. Nikita Koloff, for instance. The Road Warriors, for instance. You see, you know when I walk out here, whoo, you are looking at what we have come to know as championship material. You know what I'm telling you? When I walk out here and tell you that I'm the world champion, you know what I got to back it up? I got this. $40,000. It's mine. Got my name on it. And you know why I got it? Because I make my living stepping out of all these custom-made clothes and beating up guys like Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, Barry Windham, the Road Warriors, Brad Armstrong, Wahoo McDaniels, Ronnie Garvin. It makes no difference. The bottom line is, I am the best wrestler in the world today. Now, why do you want to take a man like me and put me, come on over here, Mr. David Crockett, and put me in a bull rope chain match? Not my specialty. And I'm telling you, and I'm serving notice to you, that Tully Blanchard, another world champion, and I are fed up with all these contracts. No more bull ropes, no more chains. You got two more weeks, and that's it. Right now, I'm telling you that because I have amassed the wealth, because I'm a big man on Wall Street as well as the ring, no more bull ropes, no more chains. In other words, we go right back to the basics. I defend this, or I don't work for you. In other words, send the limousine to the castle if you want me to work for you again. Now, one more time. It's the time of the year when all the women around the world are thinking about Christmas. So you know what I give you? I give you a mink coat. I give you Ric Flair. And I give you the four all right, boys. Yeah. You know what, Tony Schiavone? Nobody says it better than the world's heavyweight champion, the world's television champion, Portland Ricky Morton's broken arm. But I tell you what, in the next few weeks, you people are going to find out what it's all about. Because I tell you what, Flair dictates the rules on this, and Kelly Blanchard Enterprises dictates all the rules on the world's television championship. And you people are going to find out just exactly why hey, the world don't be wrapping us up. Don't be wrapping us up until we tell y'all. Baltimore, Philadelphia, Chicago, the four horsemen woo, are going to tear it down. All right. Let's go to the ring. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast, man. How much fun were you guys having right here? <laughs> I mean, flair was out of his mind right there. Yeah. And you know, we've talked before I had a match, so I had my shine time. Totally got a little bit there on the end, which is all he needed. This was the day that Rick just did his thing. Yeah. And you know, we would always know that when that was, who was going to take what and just let him run with it. And man, he was, he was at his best. It's, uh, it's fun to go back and listen to those old school promos. I mean, this is, you know, a lot of people think maybe the golden era of microphone work. We're still, I don't know, a decade away from somebody handing you a script. I would guess. When do you remember the first time being, well, you know what, in your experience, maybe that was when you worked for Vince, when you did the NBC specials Saturday night live or, or, or Saturday night's main event. When do you remember the bit, the first time being somebody said, Hey, here's what we want you to say. I handed you a sheet of paper. The only time it's happened and we had to adhere to it was exactly then. That's when it was. It was for the Saturday night main event. And it literally was a line or two. They wanted Bobby to speak, obviously. And man, we weren't going to die on that, you know, on that mountaintop. Just let it go. On normal interview days, we had a little bit of input. You know, they would only, we didn't have the amount of time. We couldn't really get rolling at any point on any interview day because they just, you know, they kept it down to a a minimum. When you got 45 seconds between three guys versus 328 or whatever it was. It's a different deal. Huge. But, you know, we would just try to figure out how to complete one thought a piece. And that's, and we just ran with it. Well, you got it down pat, not only in uh, TBS, but uh, on the syndicated side, uh, there is a big confrontation between, uh, dusty and Nikita and the horseman here on December 6th, 1986. This happened on worldwide. It's a couple minutes long. Let's take a listen.
And look at Rick is still down. JCR and Tully, JJ. Dusty, Nikita standing in the middle. Nikita with the sickle ready. Dusty has the chain in his hand. He's ready for a bunkhouse type fight. No doubt the Russian sickle, the most potent weapon in the NWA right now. They're still trying to revive Rick. Tully keeps pointing and saying, it's not over. Oh, my. And now the chant of Nakita. You're looking at three of the four horsemen. Iron Anderson. Rick Flair, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon standing there. What an awesome display of power by Nikita Koloff after the horsemen tried to come in and actually have a three on a four on one. Okay, let's go to Bob Cotter. So a big moment there. Again, I want to give everybody the context. We're a week or so removed uh, from Starcade where we would see Nikita be unsuccessful in challenging Ric Flair for the world title, but the story's not done yet. We've still got to sell a bunch of house shows and a bunch of live events and a bunch of tickets. And the way to do that is to make people believe, Hey, Nikita still got a shot. Nikita could still beat Rick. That's the general idea here, right? Well, yeah. And if he flattens the three of us in a three on one situation, you pretty much made him when you think I would totally agree. I don't know what more you could have done in the wrestling industry for a guy at that point in time than to do exactly what we did. Um, when you look back at that time in hindsight, you know, it does feel like the Magnum plan sort of derailed some things. Um, did it feel like it was just as big as it would have been with Nikita? Or do you think, you know, obviously we all would have wished that the Magnum accident wouldn't have happened, but creatively, do you think, I mean, I, we know it worked, but did dusty hit the panic button? Do you think too soon? Could you told a different story and then had the Nikita thing be a, a slower, more gradual deal. What say you as a wrestling fan at the time? Well, you, of course you could have, I don't think he pulled the trigger too quick. You, you got to remember his responsibility. In as much as being a talent and drawing money was, he was the booker. Yeah. And he had, he had to put some people in the building and he had to do it after the loss of, of one of his top two baby face superstars. Uh, any way you slice that, you know, we're, we were still as a industry and certainly as a company reeling from the Magnum wreck. In the background, now we're talking wrestling out here every week, Conrad, and fun things and all that stuff. The background reality is there's a guy that's in the hospital that we don't know if he's ever going to leave there. Right. And it was on your mind every single day when you're driving to the town. I know for me anyway, every single day, seven days a week. I'd get behind the wheel and start heading up that highway and I'd catch myself. I'd look at the speedometer and I'd go, slow down. And I would think of Magnum. And at random times, you get in that car and ice you down a couple of cold ones, which was the wrong, wrong thing to do, but you're driving back home and you're having, you know, 
one and you have two and it's not going to have much effect on anybody, but there were nights that I would pop that first one and, uh, drink it and go, boy, that tasted good. And then Magnum would pop in my head, mm. even though he was in a drunk driving scenario. Still, it was just, you're behind the wheel. You're out here on these back roads, you're driving. And, uh, one of ours is down and, you know, I don't, you know, we don't know if he's going to ever get up. And it was just kind of was in the background for everything. Could it have been the, in, in my mind, it would have been to get Magnum over as strong as you possibly could, but they're still just him and Dusty. We got the numbers. There's five of us. Then, and I'm talking probably a year down the road when you need something new and need something fresh. You plow those two guys, and then Nikita makes the switch. That's in a perfect world. It's uh, it's hard to imagine, you know, going back in that time and 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 thinking about that era and not thinking of Magnum. But I guess we as fans, obviously, we're thinking about him when we're watching the show, but we're not thinking about him when we're driving a car. And I can only imagine. You know, it's not just a guy, you knew this is a friend of yours, somebody that, you know, you worked with pretty closely and now he's not here. So of course he's on your mind and now you got to get out there and still make these towns and, uh, just hope for the best. And, and by the way, you know, let's not talk like he passed away. He lost his wrestling career, but boy, he still lived a hell of a life. Yes, he did. And you know why? Because he was just a tough son of a bitch and he just would never quit. Yep. I bet you, you know, and I have done, I've done some rehab and I had a pretty serious neck surgery, but I've had rehab a couple of times. I've lost, you know, pretty much the use of my left hand. And, you know, I've had some things that, you know, at the end of the day, when, when you evaluate your career and I've had some pretty, pretty bad injuries, but not the worst. And when you start feeling sorry for yourself, Magnum again, pops into my mind. And I know that he just manned up, nutted up, and said, well, I may not wrestle again, but I got a life, and I'm going to live it, and I'm not giving up right now. And he did. He led a, a, a very, very, very good life. And to this day, every time I see him, our conversations are as clear. They are crystal clear. Mentally, he's as sharp as he ever was. Oh, Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, we have some great conversations. I see him at these signings quite a bit. And it's just, when I start feeling sorry for me, I look and I see what he has to navigate on a daily basis to have that quality of life. And I just think to myself, you know, you're just a stupid son of a bitch. Snap out of it. Act like you got some sense. And that's what Magnum does for me. Every time I start feeling sorry for myself, he doesn't even know that. It's just, uh, man, a testament to his spirit to, uh, still be as successful as he was and as positive as he was. And he's a glass half full type of guy. Uh, and that's probably what you guys needed to be working in central States. You're here in Des Moines, Iowa on December 7th, you're going to be in a losing effort to Sam Houston at the time, uh, just to add some context here. Uh, Sam is the central States heavyweight champion. Uh, I, I, 
Bruce Pritchard once said when I made a, a reference to another promotion, uh, that is as, uh, glorious as saying you are the shift leader at Burger King. What did the, what did the central States heavyweight championship mean to you? It meant you were the most popular guy in prison. <laughs> it was not much of an accolade. Yeah. And I can about guarantee you if I wrestled Sam and he was the central States champion, I probably had to take the money out of my wallet and put it in the box office. Cause the only one there to see it was probably us and the rest of the guys on the card. <laughs> Not exactly known for uh, big old crowds and big old buildings. Not really. The uh, place was on its ass and that was nobody's fault. It was dead when we accumulated it. Uh, next up for you is uh, December 9th. You'll be working with Alan West at a TV taping in Spartanburg, South Carolina. You get your hand raised there. And then you're off to Asheville, December 10th. Once again, it's a, uh, a bunkhouse stampede match. Um, all the usual suspects you're going to uh, also be on the card on the 12th. This is going to be a 9,000 seater. Tony Schiavone is the ring announcer. You got 9,000 tickets out here uh, for a TV taping that would include pro and worldwide. Uh, but Charlotte, North Carolina, man, pretty consistently your biggest town. I mean, don't get me wrong. Greensboro's the home of Starcade and yeah, yeah. Uh, but Charlotte really is the home of Jim Crockett promotions. And you're reminded of that. Just when you look back at how well they drew there, right? Well, I'm going to back up to Spartanburg. Did you say I wrestled Adam West? Alan West. I wish you wrestled Batman. That would have been badass. That's fixing to say, how did I do against Batman? Yeah. If you get your hand raised against Batman, you're doing something right. Damn it. Hey, speaking of superheroes, uh, we're talking around one of the biggest movie debuts, uh, maybe ever. I think it's like top 10 at this point, Spider-Man. Have you seen it? feels like the world's going crazy for it. What are we run out of human beings or something? All of a sudden what happened? I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I'm not either. I, I, I'm a Batman guy, but I don't understand why, how this movie got so dang popular. I have multiple people saying, oh, it's the best superhero movie ever. Well, it's oh, Spider-Man. So no, it's not. Oh shit. Yeah. It can't be. Agree. Can it? Can I don't it think be? so. It's not to me. You want, you want to know what I'm happy about? And this is just me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a movie snob top gun. Is that out now? No, I'm, I'm patiently waiting. They've okay. put it off and backed it off and backed it off. And I'm sure they're waiting on that release release date. That's going to set all box office records. Cause the first one was off the charts. He still looks the same, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as badly as I've aged, man, that guy. What do you Tom mean Cruise badly as you've aged? You look like you're about five years older than you were in 86. Yeah, but I look like dog shit then, remember? <laughs> ask any of our viewers. Well, I, uh, I heard a great line from King Kong Bundy once. He said, you know, all these guys who were body guys are idiots. You know, when they come, when I'm 25 and they come to the arena to watch me wrestle, I look like shit. They come see me when I'm 45. I look the same. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> well, has a point. Yeah. You got something figured out there. <laughs> oh, God almighty. But anyway, I'm not, I, I don't get the Spider-Man thing. I mean, he's not a, he does. It's not like. Iron Man or, or something that's like a real superhero movie, is it? 
Well, send your hate tweets to at the Arn show. Uh, I just said, I didn't like it, but he said he's not even a real superhero. So there you go. Um, December 12th, you're in the main event here in Charlotte and, uh, it's worldwide. Only the first two minutes of the match are going to be shown. Uh, and then the broadcast will end, but it's dusty and Nikita on one side, you and flair on the other. It's a bull rope chain match. How do you remember this crowd? They had to be on fire for that. You know, that's a lot of big stars. And then you add a bull rope and a chain. Woof. That's good stuff. Well, yeah, that those 9,000 people were on their feet and out of their minds. And if you weren't looking for a real superhero, the fact that I survived that night makes me a superhero, don't it? Well, I mean, Nikita with a chain, I don't think that's something anybody wants to sign up for. Looking across the ring at him as you're coming up off the deck after getting knocked on your ass by something and him with that sickle cocked and running full speed at you is a frightening situation, my friend. It never ends well for anybody. I can't imagine. Uh, On the 13th, you're back uh, doing some TBS stuff, of course, in Atlanta, and that means over the weekend... Uh, we're going to see you multiple times on syndicated TV. You're going to have a singles promo here on uh, the TBS show. Let's take a listen. I say singles. I think it's only as well. Only in Arn Anderson. You know, it gets me hot. You take a look and you see who's got those belts right now. When everybody knows who the champions should be, the NWA tag champions should be right here. The Andersons. But who protects him? I'll tell you who protects him. What is that mealy mouth promoter? He's got so much going for him now. He thinks that I can't beat him. He thinks that Arn can't beat him. He puts all these people out in front of us trying to keep those belts away from us. And one of his favorites is that Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes, you got to hide behind everybody because you can't do the job yourself. You're still alive in 86. But watch yourself because any day it's going to be through. 87 around the corner. And I guarantee you. I'm not leaving until you're done. The U.S. champion belts are on that big kid, that Barry Windham and Ronnie Garvin. If you don't know about us now, you better go ask the Rock and Roll Express. You better go ask everybody else we've wrestled and find out what it's like to go against Anderson. I'm telling you, the new year is starting right now. Christmas is a new year for us, and we're going to make a present by taking what we want, and we want those tag belts. You know, it's hard to top anything the Rock has said, but all I'm going to tell you, with all the talent that's involved with Jim Crockett Promotions, what you have now is parody. For all you people that know what, don't know what parody is, it makes anybody can lose on any given night. Well, rock and roll, the fact that we're not World Tag Team Champions has nothing to do with a mistake in our attack. No, we had the right attack. The one thing we didn't figure on is just how much guts you had in your body. But put that all aside. Rude, Manny. You capitalize on our slight mistake, all well and good. But the bottom line is, Wyndham, and you're new on the scene, Wyndham, you get the fine partner in Ronnie Garvin. You got the aerial attack of Barry Wyndham. You got Ronnie Garvin standing on his feet, fighting toe-to-toe, one of the finest men I've ever been to ring with. I got, his, I got respect for Ronnie Garvin. But the bottom line is, if we get to start back at the bottom and work our way up, that's what we'll do. And as far as you go, Dusty Rhodes, and that overdressed cue ball, Nikita Koloff, just remember, it's still the superpowers, two of you, against the four horsemen, and we like those odds. And we're coming right back, right after this timeout. I don't know what I like more, Ole's promo or Ole's t-shirt. It's an old-school blue t-shirt with the red iron on letters, damn, I am good. I love that. And he wore it for 49 weeks in a row. 
Great stuff, man. Yeah, I, you tell him if you don't like it. Oh no, I uh, I think it's cool, and I would never uh, insult Mister Anderson even today. Uh, by the way, I want to mention you're not done here on um, World Championship Wrestling. Now we have the Andersons. Now it's time for the Horsemen. Horsemen along with James J. Dillon, just like Christmas, New Year's, Easter, the Fourth of July. Anytime you see the four horsemen together, it's something special. It's a special day. It's an event, if you would. The newspapers come around, the TV cameras cover it because we're special, because we control wrestling. We rule the world of professional wrestling, the world television champion, the world heavyweight champion, the greatest tag team combination of all time, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, the Andersons, and my humble self. Tony Giovanni, the Rock and myself stand before you in this Yuletide season a little naked. You see, world television champion, world heavyweight champion, but Rock and I are a little bear. Our tree is a little bear. But let me tell you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that's temporary. You see Nikita Golov, you've got to stop. You're the U.S. heavyweight champion. I'm not forgetting that. Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham, you're the U.S. tag champion. Rock and myself have not forgot that. So rest assured, GQ Ball, as I stand here before you, rest assured, your U.S. title is in jeopardy. It doesn't get mentioned much, but it's in the back of my mind, because I'm going to tell you, I myself, personally, am going to restore the name Anderson to where it should be on top of the heap. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you. I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go, woo, all night long. We going to Minneapolis, we going to LA, we going to Frisco, Albuquerque, Chicago. In other words, after we beat all the wrestlers up, and there's a woman out there, what to find out? Just where she stands in the world of femininity, jump on the horseman one time, baby. It's an all night. We're going to destroy Philly tonight. Woo! Chicago tomorrow, the four horsemen right Thank here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week on World Championship Wrestling. As fans, I think everybody looks back so fondly on the horseman promos when you guys were all together. Was that more fun than when it was just you or Oli or just you by yourself? Was it more fun yeah. to do? Yeah, it was a blast. Really was. First of all, I hate a bear tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. No presence on the tree is not the gimmick, but yes, promos were, were awesome because I mean, they would let us run. If we were on a roll, you know, they would let us run over a little bit. We would sometimes get as much as five minutes if we're all, you know, in sync and selling tickets. Um, there, there were rules and there needed to be, and they had to be time parameters. You can't have unlimited time and just run away with it. But Occasionally, when you were on a roll, they knew the value of letting that thing play out, and it, uh, and they were they knew when that time was, and so did we. 
Let's, uh, let's take a listen to one of those singles promos. This is from that same week, uh, December 13th, 1986, the syndicated show worldwide. Uh, you're going to be uh, cutting a promo here. Let's take a listen. Combination Russian chain bull rope match. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson against Nikita Kolob, Dusty Rhodes. So many athletes get caught up into a lifestyle, Tony Giovanni. There's so much money, so much success, so much notoriety. They forget where they came from. That's what happened to you, Nikita Kolob. You turned your back on your family. Well, I talked to Ivan. I've talked to Crusher. We're going to dish you out just a little bit of rebuttal for them. Man, short, sweet, selling some tickets. Uh, that's, uh, talking them into the seats. Is it not? Well, and it opens up a different thought process that I would be in a conversation with crusher and Ivan. Yeah. You know, which you didn't, that didn't happen very often back then. Uh, on December 14th, you're back in WTBS. You're doing back-to-back tapings here, trying to get ahead. Of course, the episode that will be recorded on the 14th will air on the 20th. Uh, we would see you and Oli take on Rocky King and George South. Uh, and then we would see Nikita Koloff get uh, a win over Art Pritz. But before that happens, Tony's doing a, an interview with uh, yourself and Oli. Let's take a let's take a listen to that. This aired a week later on December twentieth, nineteen eighty six. Another great win for the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ole and Arn Anderson. As far as we're concerned, they're all great wins. There's only one win that we want, though, and we want it more than anything else. And that's a win of whoever's got those belts. Now, we're the rightful champions. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that we should be wearing the national tag team belts. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that we ought to be wearing those U.S. tag team belts. Somewhere, somewhere down the road, we're going to take those belts. And Crockett, you've been trying to hide everybody from us. You've been trying to keep the Andersons from getting those belts that are rightfully theirs. Rhodes, you've been hiding from me. The only reason I can't get a hold of you is because you're always gone. Now it's Stampede and all the horsemen are in that ring. And where are you? You're hiding behind about 15 people out there, maybe 25 people out there. Well, someplace, somewhere, we're going to catch up with you. And when we do, it's the end of you, Rhodes, and then we're going for those belts. Tony Giovanni, I'm going to tell a very short story. What I'm doing is recapping history. You see, two short years ago, I came in front of this very desk, in front of you, Tony Giovanni, a relative unknown. My quality was untested. Everybody said, who is on Anderson? They knew who Ole Anderson was. They knew who Gene Anderson was. They knew who Tully Blanchard was. They knew who Rick Flair was. They did not know me. I told you people, and I told you, Tony Giovanni, I was going to restore the name Anderson into its former prominence. Well, in two short years, I did. World television champion. Former national tag team champions. All around, tough guy. That's me. And now I got guys like Nikita Koloff that claim they're a bad apple. You see, Nikita, yes, you are a bad apple. I've traveled that road with you. But you see, that belt that you wear so proudly, we like to skip over. We don't like to talk about it. Well, Nikita, I wake up every morning and I think, well, maybe I can stand not being champion. And then, as the day goes on, I can't stand it. It makes me sick to my stomach, Tony Giovanni. I've got to be a champion. If it's not tag team champions, then it's going to be that one. So, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, remember one thing. Being a horseman, I don't want to be champion. I don't need to be champion. I have to be champion. Let's go back to the ring. So, if you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the incredible results that our listeners have experienced from using Test X9. 
which is the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and, well, helps your little general stand up at full attention. Well, Legacy Supplements has actually leveled up again, and now they're offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost their edge. They call it the Get Your Edge Back Stack. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Well, it's time to get your edge back, daddy. This stack features the Pro Collagen Plus to increase strength and reinvigorate your joints. Of course, it's got Test X9 to naturally boost that testosterone. And of course, Total Mind to improve brain function and memory. Try to get your edge back stack for 30 days and we're confident you'll feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30. Go to the new and improved LegacySupps.com and use our very special promo code ARN for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing Sleep Aid Recovery PM and the new women's line, Her Legacy, brought to you by nine-time world champion, Mickey James. That's LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. That's LegacySupps.com. And the promo code is ARN to save 10% off your entire order. Hey, so what do you want to eat tonight? Maybe you want a home cooked favorite, but you don't feel like going to the store or maybe you want something exciting and new, but it sure would be cool to stay in tonight. Well, DoorDash connects you with everything you want, whenever and however you want. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Craving late night ice cream? Maybe you forgot the one key ingredient for dinner, or maybe you just need to stock up for the week. With DoorDash, get everything in one app. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your national favorite restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code ARN. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code ARN. Don't forget, that code is ARN for 25% off your first order of DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Download the app, DoorDash, and use the promo code ARN. Dude. You were feeling it right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that felt pretty, uh, to the point, to the point. Some of these, you know, you can get wound up and it, it just flows. Don't ask me why it really does. I guess because it was real to me. Every time I stepped behind a mic and everything I said, I believed when I stepped through the ropes, everything I did, I believed. And there was a lot of things done to me that I was made to believe. It, uh, it just, man, it's just, uh, it's a very intense way to make a living. It's a very intense business. Uh, if you approach it with the same intensity outwardly that you have inwardly and the guys that are successful, you can look in their eyes and see the fire that's burning. That's where the intensity comes it, uh, you, sometimes you just got on a roll, man. And it was just piece of cake. 
Let's uh, let's play a, a bit of the Horseman promo from that same show. You guys are all going to be back out together December 20th here. Tony Giovanni, I'm going to say it one last time, and this is directed and cried at you, Nikita Koloff. You see, Tully Blanchard is the world television champion. Ric Flair is the world heavyweight champion. And I am standing here naked, and I don't like it. You see... When I set my sights on being one of the four horsemen, the first thing I realized was, you got to be a champion to qualify. Want to get a call off? You've got something around your waist that goes un- unnoticed, unmentioned a lot of times. See, this is what you want. But you see, Nikita, that thing you got around your waist is the stepping stone to this. You're not going to get this, but what you're going to do is you're going to lose your meal ticket, Nikita, because you see, all those big muscles don't matter because I'm not a midget myself. What I am is a man that's starving to death to be a champion, and that's the bottom line. The bottom line is Arn Anderson's a horseman. Rick Flair's a horseman. Tully Blanchard's a horseman. J.J. Dillon, Ole Anderson. That's what it's all about. The horsemen rule, reign, and make professional wrestling just exactly what it is today. Go for it, J.J. Sing to him, Daddy. Well, when you're out here, I'm almost uh, can understand how all the wrestlers are intimidated when they see you across the ring wearing the 10 pounds of gold. As close as we've become friends in the four horsemen over the years, every time that we're in each other's company, whether it's in Chicago or whether it's in San Francisco or Los Angeles or New York, I still get goosebumps. Because when we say diamonds are forever and so are the four horsemen, that is the living truth. JJ, think about it, brother. You are the man that put the finest wrestling corporation of all time together. And that's right, the four horsemen, only an iron, Tully and Rick, mastermind by JJ. You know what? We can walk the aisle. We can get in the ring. We can call the shots. We beat up who we want to beat up. When we want to beat him up, and where we want to beat him up. In other words, if there's a promoter out there that's got a lot of big money, he calls on us. You know why? Because we pack major arenas all over the world. Because people like to see the best wrestlers in the world today. That's us, not Dusty Rhodes, not Nikita, not the Road Warriors. That's us. You see, we are the horsemen. The four horsemen right here, all for one and one for all. All right, here we are. Okay, very good. Get it in there. I love it. No question in our mind. I told you, Rhodes, you better be watching close. The four horsemen are after you. We're after those National Wrestling Alliance Tag Team belts. We're with the U.S. belts. We're going to take it all. We'll see you next week. Boy, JJ thought you guys were going off the air and you were not. Only recognized it. Tried to stretch a little bit. But still, hey, prime time spot if you're closing the show here. Yeah, and it didn't stink. No. You know, it, it could have peaked. You know, it could have finished with Rick. Of course, it could have. But, you know, everybody paid attention. Everybody was in tune what the other guys were saying. And uh, because we didn't have anything memorized, you know, you're a better problem if you were, if we all had memorized scripts and somebody went off script, it would have screwed the whole thing down, been like a domino effect. We said what we felt. And we believed what we said, and it made for an easy promo every single time because you knew what you wanted to talk about. You did the uh, pro taping the very next day in Greenville, South Carolina, 
you're going to uh, be cutting some promos, which I think we'll listen to in just a moment. But after the uh, taping ends, you guys have a dark match, which is going to be dusty and Nikita taking on Rick and yourself in a steel cage match, man, or how, how bad are you dreading being in the cage with Nikita? I mean, we know dusty is Mick Jagger. I mean, he's going to run around and strut and do his thing. And I think uh, he used to tell Bruce to find the elbow, just say, find it. And <laughs> he knew what to do. <laughs> Uh, but the actual cage match itself with Nikita, who still, uh, well, he's, he's kind of excitable, I guess is a, is a word he's super balling off of that thing. And that means you're about to be too, right? Yeah. I can only imagine that my feet, once they touched the ground and it was probably a while into the match, I was in the air the entire time. By the time my feet hit the ground, I was probably a bloody mess and probably got counted out right there. Yeah, it, uh, it's okay. You don't have to try to cover for me. You don't try to, you don't try to give me any false hope. It was what it was supposed to be. It was a cage match in 1986. It was payday for all the bad things we had done. And Nikita and Dusty cashed it in. And I'm absolutely certain Tully and I almost bled to death that night. It was Tully and I in that match? Uh, yeah. Well, you and Rick. Oh, uh, me and Rick. Still, okay. either way, though. Uh, it, We're all bleeding. Yes. Yes. Let's, uh, let's hit another one here. We've got to talk about Christmas. Man, Christmas is number one or number two biggest night of the year in this era. And you guys run a bunch of shows. You have a matinee show, a $4 fan appreciation night in Greenville that has 3,566 fans. Then you do a TV taping in Charlotte at the Coliseum, 10,200 fans. You're going to be in the main event there. It'll be uh, dusty Nikita and the road warriors taking on the four horsemen. And they get to actually see 13 minutes of that show in early 87 before, uh, you don't see the conclusion of the match, but then we cruise on down to the Omni. That's right. There's three shows here on Christmas day at the Omni. The tickets are just $5, but there's 18,000 people here. One of the biggest houses of the year, as far as attendance and in the main event, it's just like what we said, the road warriors, Nikita and dusty taking on the four horsemen. It's the main event. Man, you got to feel a little bit like a rock star. 10,000 folks in the afternoon, 18,000 folks in the evening. You're in the main event both times. That's got to be a hell of a Christmas present. Well, yeah, I mean, it paid for everything and probably the first uh, quarterly of the year. That was That's why you didn't mind working on holidays in those days. Right. That would have been a monster even if you even think about it, you know, we all had, or most of us had small kids at this time. So we got up super early that morning. We did Santa Claus for the kids. And then we took off and had to get down there probably for a one o'clock show. I would imagine in Greenville, the first one of the day that sound about right. I would bet. Yeah. Probably something, something like that. And then head out for your second and third shots. And that would have had to have been by, Probably by plane, I would imagine, private plane to get you there. Uh, but it was, uh, I mean, Christmas 
business was thriving. It was thumping. And to get there the third shot of the night and God almighty Atlanta and have a house like that, man, we were doing a lot of things right. And for people to come out that week when they've already spent all their money on Christmas or a lot of their money on Christmas to come out and support us like that, man, it tells you you're doing something right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's a healthy promotion. That's a strong promotion. And the beat goes on December 26th. The next day you're in Richmond, Virginia, working with Robert Gibson and singles action. Robert gets the win over you. And then you're back down to TBS. Uh, you and Oli are going to be beating up, uh, Randy Barber and bill tab here. Uh, and then you'll do a worldwide taping the very same day, uh, taking on Nelson Royal and Mike Samani. And then you cruise up to Greensboro on the 28th for a matinee show where it's dusty and Nikita taking on Rick and Arn in the co-main event. Big Bubba would win the bunkhouse stampede in the final match there. Uh, and then you've got another show in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Think about that guys, Albuquerque and Greensboro on the same day, uh, on the 29th, uh, you've got a crew in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and you yourself, you're out in Englewood, California. Uh, a bunch of matches would be taped for Japanese television. And, uh, we would see Ricky and Robert take on Ole and Arn. Uh, ultimately, uh, Ole gets pinned with a sunset flip from Ricky Morton, but still the great Western forum, Englewood, California, 7,000 fans. That tells the story of how strong TBS is just in that one sentence. Does it not? Absolutely. You got to remember there's every kind of uh, entertainment in LA that you can think of wrestling is just another form of entertainment. You know, they got actors and, uh, musicians and you name it, all kind of sports teams. It's like a, it's a big city to do 7,000 wrestling fans. It's pushed out. No doubt about it. Um, let's, uh, let's play some uh, audio from December 27th, which uh, was a weekend. So you had a bunch of promos that aired. Uh, here's you and uh, Flair from Worldwide, December 27th. Match the world champion Rick Flair and Arn Anderson against Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. It's pure and simple. The people of Greensboro are simply in this for the gore. They want to see a man's head get busted open. They want to see a man's leg get broke. Well, Dusty Rhodes, you look at Rick Flair and myself. You've been down that road before, so Nikita, when we start hurting you and Dusty's not there, don't be surprised. What a night it's going to be. Greensboro, you wanted this. You want the stampede? You want the blood, the guts? Well, you got it. In this case, Dusty Rhodes, you and Nikita Koloff have bitten off a lot more than either one of you are man enough to chew. You're jumping on the four horsemen, brother, and that's not cool. Woo! Short, sweet, and to the point, and selling tickets. And you're going to do more of that on that same episode of Worldwide. Uh, with a promo from the Andersons, both you and Oli. Let's Second crew, Oli and Arn Anderson. Oli? Money's on my mind. Money from the stampedes. A few of them are still going to be taking place. You get a chance, you come on out, you look. 25 wrestlers in the ring. I'll tell you, it's murder. And it's going to be somebody that's going to go down at the hands of the horsemen because the odds are in our favor when the horsemen are in that ring, no matter how many people are there. Money's on my mind because I'm thinking about the National Wrestling Tag Team belts. I'm thinking about those U.S. belts that Garvin and that long drink of water Barry Windham has got. Somewhere, someplace, we're going to get the belts, we're going to get the money, and we're finally going to be recognized for the great team that we are. David Crockett, you know, being one of the horsemen, 
You're an elite group. You're somebody special. That means you're better than everybody else. Well, right now, I don't feel like one of the horsemen. I don't feel like better than everybody else. I feel naked. You see, Ric Flair is world heavyweight champion. Tully Blanchard, world television champion. And I'm standing here naked, wanting to be something. Well, it's gone far before, beyond wanting Makita Koloff. I picked you to pick on. You see, the United States heavyweight belt is a prestigious title that is en route to the world heavyweight title, Mickey. I don't want to be champion. I don't need to be a champion. I have to be champion. Let's go to the ring. Man, I love that. I don't want to be. I don't need to be. I have to be. It's good um, stuff. You know, it was, I was starting to feel like the odd man out, you know, looking around at everybody was a champion, but me and it, uh, you know, it, uh, on a shoot, I felt that way, uh, you know, I felt like, uh, yeah, I should be a champion. I should be defending a championship. Now, Ole, when he's talking about money at this point, I'm sure he just went through Christmas. And when you got seven kids, money would be on your mind, wouldn't it? Or how much he just spent. Yeah. Let's, uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Seven children. The man has, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I guess I never really thought about that. That's a lot. I know. I know how much Christmas is at my house and I try to be as generous as humanly possible. And it's for two kids for two. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. That's a lot. He needs your money to have seven kids. Doesn't he know what caused that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he figured out what caused that. Well, with, with the miracles, you would think that there were some things invented along the way to help a fell out every now and again. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, moving the, right along. Yeah. The horsemen are here. Let's take a listen. Yeah, buddy. That I do. The four horsemen, JJ, Dylan, Iron Anderson, Ole Anderson, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, the world television champion, Telly Blanchard. You know, this is probably the final program of the year for worldwide wrestling. We're right in the thick of the holiday season. And I think it's only fitting that the program close with really what is wrestling. It kind of sums up everything. And that, of course, is the four horsemen. You can turn on and watch television for a year, watch the greatest NWA stars. But when it's all said and done, right up at the top of the pile are the four horsemen. The Andersons, the fabulous Arn Anderson. Tully Blanchard, the world television champion, and the epitome, the man that we all look up to, the man that we all admire, the world heavyweight champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Is that right, Arn? That's exactly right, David Crockett. Right now, I don't feel like one of the four horsemen. You see, if you want to be a horseman, you don't get a jacket that says so. You don't walk around and say, well, I'm one of the horsemen. You got to earn it, which means by earning it, you got to have one of these. You see, our lifestyle dictates that we're a champion. It costs a lot. We depend on a lot of money. We, we spend a lot of money. But the bottom line is, tag team situations, as far as I'm concerned, are over. You see, Ric Flair told me one time, if you want anything done, you do it yourself. So what I'm doing, Nikita Koloff, I'm picking on you. You see, you want this, 
so bad, you forget about what got you there. I'm talking about the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Well, I didn't forget it, Nikita, and you rest assured. I don't care what Dusty Rhodes tell you. I don't care about your first Christmas. The bottom line is I'm going to be a horseman no matter what the rest of the family does. You know, Arn, the thing about it is it's not going to be too long because you are a horseman, and we've proved many times in the past Nikita Koloff can't walk the aisle like one of the horsemen. Dusty Rhodes can't walk the aisle like one of the horsemen does. And that's the bottom line because any walk of life, no matter what we do, whether it be a fishing tournament, a basketball game, a wrestling match, the greatest partiers, the greatest lovers, the horsemen are the best at whatever they want to do. Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, the superpowers, huh? Well, let me show you what real superpowers keep around their waist and hold above all else. You see, Dusty, you and Nikita just think it's a figment of your imagination. The big time lies before you. Horsemen, one and for all. On the best in professional wrestling. I know the horsemen have been around for a little while, but is it just me or does 86 feel like, you know, golden year? Yeah, man. They're hitting their stride. 85 to 89 were the golden years. 86 and 87 were as good as it gets. Did you notice something as we're sitting here listening to this? Oli is single focused. Tag belts, tag belts. Yes. And you're Arn talking is about over here talking about single titles. Yeah. Something is amiss. Something is brewing. Something is going somewhere with this. I can't put my finger on it, but this is going to have a uh, different twist and turn than, than what's going on at this time. No doubt about it. Uh, and thankfully, uh, that wasn't the only promo we got that weekend. We heard from the Andersons on pro. Let's see what they say here. One half of the infamous four horsemen right here. Oli and Arn Anderson. Oli, first of all, you know, we got new United States tag team champions and they're a couple of terrific, outstanding individuals. Yeah, they're great. I'll tell you what, every time I look at them, I say there are two of the greatest outstanding, how do you put it? Outstanding, outstanding yeah. visuals in wrestling today. But I'll tell you this. They better be watching very closely because we're going to be coming after them. And one of these days, we're going to sift through all that garbage that the promoters put out in front of us. We're going to get by all these obstacles and we're going to take those U.S. heavyweight belts. We're going to take those National Wrestling Alliance tag belts and we're going to become what we should be recognized by the whole world as champions. Carl, I'm going to tell you a short story. It goes like this. You see, two short years ago, I came to Jim Crockett Promotions. Everybody knew who Ole Anderson was. Everybody knew who Ric Flair was. Everybody knew who Tully Blanchard was. But Arn Anderson, nobody knew who I was. I was kind of the man that's untested. Nobody knew anything about me. Well, in two short years, I brought the name Anderson back to its true prominence, where it should have been. So, Nikita Koloff, I'm going to dictate this right to you. You see, Nikki, Tully's a champion. Flair's a champion. I'm standing here naked at this particular point in time. I've decided I'm going to pick on you. I don't want to be a champion. I don't need to be a champion, Nikita. I have to be a champion, and you're going to be the victim. Forget about tag matches. I'm coming after you. All right, fans, let's go. You just said it plain as day. Forget about tag matches. Hmm. 
something is fishy. Well, I bet we uh, start to get a hint of what's going on as we start 1987. I can't believe it, man. Here we are uh, at the very end, the end of the year, not only 1986, but 2021. This was uh, uh, kind of a different year for you. I mean, last year was totally off the wall with, with COVID really putting a curveball and everything. But now you're back in front of fans again. You had the big uh, Glock promo. This is, uh, you know, Brock is actually wrestling on TV. My goodness, what a year uh, in, in your life this year, 2021. Number one, to think there's no way in 1986 I would have thought, you know, in 20. 20- 22, hopefully, you know, uh, people will still be talking about you and your involvement with the horsemen. It'll still be relevant. It'll still be a talked about subject. That would have been hard to believe because it's kind of unparalleled anywhere else in the industry, the run that, and the notoriety that we still experience. Uh, now I'm with AEW. Brock is, is, is breaking in. He's doing well. I'm so proud of him. I'm with a company that, that has fun, that has a boss that uh, has fun, and he makes it possible for every business relationship that he has to make sure that we're all having a good time. And, uh, you know, my association, you'd have never thunk this, you know, my history with uh, Dusty Rhodes and then Dustin Rhodes, I went, wow, you know. And now Cody and Cody, essentially he and I have a partnership. It's uh man, that's a lot of water under the bridge and it's, you know what? It's, it's a lot of fun. I feel like the industry and guys like yourself, Conrad, that have made huge contributions because nobody wants the business. The reason wrestling business will never die. I'll just put the quote out there is because the fans don't want it dead. Yeah. And that's what, you know, gentlemen like yourself who have contributed, uh, you know, Tony Khan have contributed, all the other small companies, as well as the big one, you know, have contributed. We still have an industry. And in light of what's happened the last year, I find that to be almost a miracle. No doubt about it. But we are uh, so glad that we're getting the miracle of podcasting with Arn Anderson. Just a few years ago, we never would have imagined this would have been the case, but uh, I think we're finishing up now, you know, between 19, 20 and 21, we're wrapping up our, uh, our third little, third little year here of the Arn show, man. I've had a lot of fun podcasting and I think we're uh, having a good time going back and visiting the good old days. I say we keep the band together and uh, put together January of 87 next week. Sounds good. And just something that I, that I know, you know, this, or maybe you don't, when I do these, uh, signings at different places, comic cons and stuff was at a huge one, uh, in Chicago here a while back did the one in Philly, you know, which was more wrestling oriented, but I have everyone that comes to that line either before we, spend a few moments together or after they always say, love the podcast. And I ask them, do you like the direction when we change directions? They went, absolutely. So tell Conrad, we're loving the podcast. Love what he's doing. Kudos to you. Take a bow. Couldn't do this without you, my friend. <laughs> oh, that's man. The truth. That's the truth. 
Well, that's nice for you to say, but, uh, no, man, people want to hear your old stories and we're going to keep bringing them to you every week here on the Arn show. Uh, if you haven't already hit us up on YouTube, uh, that's probably the best way to introduce the content of our program, uh, to the new listener in your life, the wrestling fan in your life who might not be listening to the show. And if you haven't already, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at the Arn show. I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we are out of time. Hope everyone had a very safe and happy new year. And we'll see you next week right here on Arn. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.